I'm Deandra Simmons, and I'm halfway to 100, and I don't give a rip. And I'm Mama D, and I'm close to 80, and I really don't give a rip. <laughs> and I'm Amy Vanderoff, and it's easy to not give a rip. We're going to show you how. Hey, you girls, <laughs> I was taking care of important business. I wasn't going to say you girls, but I'll be nice for oh, the first so... five seconds. Oh, oh typical Deandra today. She's going to be snappy. Now, she's already had a full plate, I'm sure, today. I'm sure she's had meetings and confrontations and trials and tribulations. <laughs> I'm going to let you take your coat off and put your headset on. And then I want to hear Deandra Simmons. Where have, you, where have you been? What do you know? Who's pissing oh, you off goodness. today? <sighs> well, let's see. <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs> How are you girls? We're good. Good? Yeah. We, We're we, great. We've mm-hmm. literally just said hello and yes. here we are and this is and this is what's up and, and you came in just in time. And now you're, you know, depending on me to like really lay the bomb down, right? Yes. I feel like you've got <laughs> Let lots. us have it, girlfriend. Let us have it. Yeah, I've had a pretty good day. Of course, my husband scheduled a meeting this morning when we we're supposed to do our regular podcast, but didn't ask me about it. Oh. So that's why we had to do this afternoon time. Oh, okay. So, so I apologize. You can what kind of meeting blame Jeremy T. Locke on everything. <laughs> What kind of meeting did he schedule you? He scheduled a meeting to kind of go over numbers and business plan. Really exciting, thrilling stuff. Writing a business plan. Wait, what? Like for your household? No, for my business. <laughs> oh. For my, oh my Lord. I thought this was like a I actually do work, meeting. Amy. I do work, you know. So for my, for Hard Night Good Morning and Ultimate Living, we're writing a business plan. Well, I, my eyes were glazing over, but we're trying. <laughs> well, you have to understand one thing. I think Amy knows this. The Simmons gals, the mom and daughter, um, they know nothing about numbers. Or I remember I had been in the business uh, for about 20 years, the one that Deandra now owns, and they asked me, uh, where's your business plan? I said, what's a business plan? And I remember the gentleman saying, D, you're the only person I know. Your company's successful and you just run it from your heart. I said, whatever I feel, that's what we do. Oh, I like that business plan, though. Isn't that a good like Investors that. don't really like that, though. So. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> get so. to see hard facts and numbers. So that's not, I mean, look, I can market and sell things. But as far as, I do know when my credit card has reached its limit, though. I know that number. Because, <laughs> 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 unfortunately, that extra zero will not go through. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. So how does a meeting like this go? How does, is this amicable? Can you guys talk about your businesses and and numbers and money in an amicable way or is it awkward (laughs) well it's awkward with your husband in there because you know first of all he knows I like to spend money he knows uh, kind of you know where we are with the business and the other plans that we're deciding on for the future of the business so and he has specific things like Where's your mission statement? I thought, you know, every company needs a mission statement. I'm like, well, here it is. We've had the same mission. That's not a mission statement. (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay. Well, how long have you been in the cosmetic industry? About five minutes, as far as I calculate. So Uh it's a little bit awkward. (laughs) So, yeah, tonight's dinner conversation should be interesting. Okay. So um, he's going to be writing the mission statement for the skincare company. So we'll see what he comes up with. Oh, my. Will we share this on the next podcast? Yes, please. I can't. I said, okay, well, then you need to write it because. I thought this one was pretty good in my executive summary. He said it said nothing about what we did as a business. Oh, okay, but now, wait. just a minute. When Jeremy does all of these photography work mm-hmm. and you do all the writing. Yeah, guess who comes up with his mission statements, yes. his little captions. It's Deandra, the writer in the family. Mm-hmm. She is the writer. Absolutely. Okay, so this is what I always have a question about because, you know, being divorced, 
And, you know, when you start dating again, when you get married, you know, there's other people's debt. There's other people's monies. There's other, you know, once you blend two families together. And this is what I always wonder. Is there financial infidelity in your household ever? Because I feel like it's impossible not to. Because sometimes we protect by not giving the whole play-by-play. But... Financial infidelity is a real thing. Would those Valentino shoes I bought be considered financial <laughs> infidelity? Yes. Yes. And the mm-hmm. Oscar de la Renta. Mm-hmm. You know, the big mm-hmm. long gown that you bought. And the every day, I mean, every day, Deandra gets a box from FedEx. And oh, wait, excuse me. You are one to talk, Missy. Now, mine come from Amazon. Yeah. There's a difference in the price. Rue La La, Amazon, no, eBay. I, She's like the yeah. biggest like bargain shopper. And it's literally four to five a day on the porch. Okay. So I am a bargain shopper. Yes, you are not. You just buy anything you see. You don't even look at the price tag. Okay. Well, if I don't buy it, sometimes it's not there when it, it doesn't go on sale because I'm a very high end shopper. I know you are, honey. And I then, like luxury. You created a monster, mommy. <laughs> I think that your father did that. If I recall, it was your dad. Every time you said, I won't, he said, okay. It's all her fault, Amy. I just said, you know, the reason I like luxury goods and nice things, my nice home, and all the luxury that comes with my lifestyle is because my mother introduced me to it and created the monster. So there's the nothing I can do. I can't go back. Do you remember the 25 pair of shoes? No, mother, I had 70. Didn't I have 75? No. When you were a little girl, I took you shopping one day. No, I'm just talking about one day. We went to the shoebox. They're not there anymore. And I bought you 25 pair that day. And your dad said, oh, okay. Did Uh, you know that when I went to school, because we did not have uniforms at Lamplighter, and I don't know if they do now or not, but so we went to school the first day. Of course, I have petticoats and like (laughs) ribbons in my hair. And I mean, like the ruffle panties look like a total freak. And everybody's like, oh my God, who's this kid who has no play clothes? You know, every day I had a different outfit. I had 175 dresses and 25 pairs of shoes. And I dressed like I was going to a Vogue photo shoot each and every day. And those kids like just railed me. I mean, on the... On the playground, I got my little ruffle panties pulled down so many times. <laughs> that you is a no true story. But the one good thing is when she did go to Lamp Ladder, because we had a lady that had worked for us for a long time, and I always believed that Deandra had to have a good, you know, a very good eating habits, I wonder. And the first day <laughs> she went to school, she came home. She said, Mom, you're not going to believe what some of the kids have to eat at lunch. And I said, what? And she said, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She had never heard of that. She had never had a soft drink. She had never had a candy bar. Every day for lunch and her, what we did, do you remember this? Oh yeah, I was so popular. The housekeeper (laughs) sent her three different Mm -hmm. Um, what are those those things you put food in? What are they? Thermoses. Thermoses. Mm-hmm. One had squash. Mm-hmm. See? One had uh, <laughs> some kind of a beans, everything homemade. <laughs> Something had like spinach or any kind of greens. And she would pull this stuff out and they'd say, what is that? Arr! So nobody wanted to sit with her at lunch. And no, is it true not. you still have not, Deandra, had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever? I will not And your husband loves disgusting. them, right? Oh, he loves it. He eats all the time. We get this argument because I want to buy the natural peanut butter. You know, he no, absolutely not. He likes that. He likes the, you know, the nasty grape jelly. Oh, oh how about the white bread? <laughs> Don't forget the, and white the white bread. bread. Yes, and Only the white bread. white bread. Little Deandra yeah. Simmons in her petticoat <sighs> going to school. Mom, these poor children, they're forced to eat things like yeah. peanut butter and jelly smashed together 
on bread. Yeah, and we the parents, must save them. And the parents were paying $25,000 to that little kid to go there so they couldn't be too pitiful. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there with my thermos school full of collard greens and yeah, squash greens. and cornbread. Yeah, and they're like, true. what is that? Oh, you're disgusting. <laughs> Nobody would trade lunch with me ever. No, never. <laughs> okay, can we, keep, can we go back to financial infidelity? Because I'm really oh, loving this Lord. topic. Mm-hmm. Since we were going on an affluent spin there, do you ever buy things? <laughs> And hide them in your trunk and not take them inside oh, right the away. Oh, you do? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I hide them from you, too. <laughs> well, I'll come over to your home. Okay, Mom, you have to admit this, though. Can I tell you something my mother does? She'll be like, oh, that's a cute outfit. Where did you get that? I'll be like, oh, you know, I bought it. She'll be like, looking at the label. <laughs> and the next thing you know, she's Googling it. You spent $3,200 on something? That's true. I'm like, excuse me, stop Googling my clothes. I'm taking the, the, I'm cutting the labels out so my mother doesn't Google how much I spent on a dress. Oh my gosh, she cuts labels out. It's worse than a husband. Mama D, say something. Well, all I have to say is, that's true. But I quit doing that about a year ago because it's not going to do any good. All it's going to do is make me worry because, you know, someone that has, actually when my financial advisor came to see me with my attorney and told me that Deandra spends more a year than I do, I said, that's not possible. They said, Yes, it is possible. And she she loves to spend money on clothes. And she thinks she has to have something. I guess it's a carryover. Every television show you do, everything, you have something new. Well, you do have to. You well, actually you actually do. So, well, you know, I, can't okay, wear the same whatever. thing. I'm not going right. to argue about that. But the thing is, I, I, like, I do look for bargains. Mm-hmm. I buy nice clothes. And I do look for things when they're on sale. I mean, I've got so many things. I mean, my clothes is the size of an apartment. Goodness gracious. I, I, Can we show pictures online of your closet? No. <laughs> it's, what? It's, you could live in there. Right, Deandra? Mm-hmm. You can, both of our closets. You could I think my there. mother, though, likes to bargain more than anything. She, it's, it's fun a, for her. It's fun. She thinks I love it's to fun. do that. Oh, I love You're to like do You're like a that. hunter. You hunt for it. Mm-hmm. And you look and you see. She can put an old indie woman to shame in no time. Trust me. <laughs> it is like, ooh, let me get the bargain on that. You know, she's <laughs> like, if it's not even Marcus full price, she's like, okay, so... Let's talk. I will give you 110. Now that price says $175, but 110, you're probably not going to get that. So why don't you just let me pay you 110 right now and we'll just be done with it and you can win and I can win because I know the markups in the store. Oh, I, did a, I did a deal last week I will tell you about in private where I saved $14,000. See, mm. See, tell the story about that coat. Oh my Lord, that chinchilla coat. Oh. That was that cape. Oh, oh that yeah. cape, sorry. It's a cape one of coat. a kind chinchilla cape. And I saw it, and I wanted it so badly. It was the only one in the whole country. It had been done by a famous designer. And my husband, you knew Glenn, he said, buy it, honey, buy it. I said, Simmons, I'm not going to spend that kind of money on that cape. He said, well, if you want it, I want you to get it. I looked at that, I mean, for a year and a half or so. And so finally one Dickered day, with the person for a year and a half. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> no, back and forth. She was sending me pictures. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's all. I never said a word about I promise I didn't about the price. But finally one day, we were in San Antonio. You were with us. And um, I got up that morning. I thought, you know what? My husband can afford this. So I go online to buy it and call the lady. And she said, dear, you're not going to believe this. I sold it yesterday. Now I'm like a woman obsessed. I, oh! See, this is when it's not good to be a bargain shopper. If you see something you want, buy it before it's gone. There's, well, there's, there's a little two bit sides more to, to this story. argument, there's for more, sure. There's, there's more. Because what I did, remember, I had pictures. I've been collecting mm-hmm. pictures. So I took the pictures, sent them to my furrier in California, and I saved 
because it's expensive. Wait it's a only, minute. You saved $100,000? Yes, I How pro- much I was promise it? It's $110,000. I, I promise I'm telling you the truth, Amy. And, and you don't, but you won't believe this. Okay, so I, now I have all my pictures. So I send him the pictures. And, of course, he's made tons of tons of calls for me. And so then I had to have a pattern. So he sent me this pattern. I sent him something. Well, honey, I couldn't get my left foot in it. So I went to our dressmaker. It took him 20 minutes to make me a pattern. I sent it to my guy. He made it. It's fabulous. I wore it the other night, and people just, I mean, it's something you don't wear unless you're going to something over the edge. I mean, is it fabulous, mm-hmm. Deandra? And it weighs 100 pounds. It takes one of my housekeepers lot, and me yeah. together. We fold it. You can't hang it on a deal because it's so heavy. And it comes down. It's 80 inches around and comes down to my knees. I mean, you have to borrow it sometimes. I was going to say, can I get married in that chinchilla? Yes. Okay? You can. It's fabulous. I mean, it is. And it's a one of a kind. And it's a great chinchilla. This segment sponsored by PETA. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. I can't wait to see my Instagram comments. I know. <laughs> my direct Lord, messages. Know. <laughs> okay, so you did not have to hide your purchases from Glenn because he supported your bargain Glenn shopping care. and wanting nice things. He, he wanted to say, buy anything you want to. I don't care. You know, buy so back to Amy. Do you hide stuff too? Well, I, I mean, I, okay, so I'll talk. I'll speak to when I was married. I remember when I first moved to Dallas and, you know, we didn't have a Neiman Marcus up north. And of course, I had to get my Neiman Marcus credit card right away. Because at that time, they only took Neiman <laughs> Marcus right. credit cards yeah. at Neiman yes. Marcus. And I remember, well, I didn't find the need to tell my then husband. And I remember one day the bill came in the mail, which I had carefully told them online not to do because I said I want to save the earth and not have a paper statement. But it was really because of my financial infidelity. Mm-hmm. Well, the bill came in the mail by mistake after years of me having no. this card. <gasps> and my ex-husband said, this is financial infidelity. It was such a thing. And I remember just laughing and thinking, this is so funny. Like, I can't believe I kept it a secret this long. But for sure, I don't think, especially when you're women and you make your own money and you, you know, you want nice sure. things. Like you said, we, we we buy our own things. And sometimes they stay in the trunk until someone's not home. I hide them in the garage because there's so much stuff you wouldn't You'd find never it. Be able to find it. <laughs> I'm surprised you could even find it. You, you can hide it. a person in the garage. What's the biggest purchase you've made without asking approval oh, oh i know Lord. i know um, that one do i not what you got three of them what i don't know well you bought one dress that was twenty five thousand. you bought yeah. two yeah. handbags they were both twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you remember that yeah because you, yeah. you know how i found out about the handbags i promise no she googled them <laughs> no oh, no i didn't even, google i didn't even know they made those and that was before birkins were around this was honey this was a long time ago so i was walking into the mall and I went into the Oscar store, and I saw this handbag up on the, um, way up high, you know, at their, their display. Yeah. yeah, display. And I said, oh, that's the most beautiful handbag I've ever seen. And they said, well, we only had three, and your daughter bought two. She bought the gray and the red. That's $50,000. Oh, my God. Without tax. So did you say something, Mama D? Nope. Nope. I never said a word. Is this the first time you're hearing this? Yes, <laughs> I promise but it doesn't you, the, surprise me. The store told me that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even tell. Now, her cannot hide from Mama D in okay. Dallas, Texas. But that's a no-no too. I don't think that there should be some right of 
secrecy or, you know, you shouldn't be telling people's purchases at any store, I think, right? Don't you think that? And we right? wonder why Oscar De La Renta shut down in North Park. It's because they were telling, <laughs> spilling secrets of their, their best customers to their mothers. Secrets. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Okay. So, so yeah, I can, so I bring it in and I will sometimes leave it in the car. Sometimes I'll leave it in the garage. Sometimes we have a little, so right when you walk in the house is where my <laughs> housekeeper, you know, steams everything. So I'll take it out and put it there like it's actually clothes that she's supposed to be steaming or something. Thing. He's never gonna think to look in there ever. Oh, I mean, Lord. I love to see. This is why we call it. I don't give a. And rip. I also have so now the boxes come to the house, and if he gets home before me, so Fanny knows that she's supposed to take those boxes and hide them someplace else. So oh, we have like Lordy. you know official places that they're supposed to be hidden. Love if that. he listens to this podcast, I am over. <laughs> All my secrets. <laughs> you need to reveal to heal. I know. Yeah. Jeremy never hears this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the housekeeper's in on the deal about hiding the gifts and hiding the things. Sometimes I feel kind of a little bit embarrassed because I do get several boxes every day. And I know my housekeeper's like, hmm. You know, two of them are there probably talking right now while I'm gone. You know, they know your generous heart, Mama D. They do not They do. I'm very you. generous with you, my housekeeper. And you're generous with everyone. So I bet no one's saying anything. Well, I hope they're not because... The thing is, I grew up very different, and it's not fair really for us to say all this horrible stuff about my daughter because Deandre didn't know any difference. I mean, you know, when I was married, when I married Glenn, he had all this, and he the one thing Glenn never wanted to happen was for his two girls to ever want. If we said, I want, he said, how soon can I get it? And that was the way it was. I grew up, of course, my father was a butcher, which nothing wrong with that, but we didn't have a lot of money. I've worked since I was 12 years old. I made chocolate chip cookies. Have you had my chocolate chip cookies? I have not. Ah, I'll have to make you some. They're fabulous. And I sold them door to door. And back then they had the push lawnmowers. Remember, people, I'm 78. And I would go door to door and mow people's lawns. Can you imagine a little girl? No, I cannot. I had a lemonade stand. I mean, I've done it all. So, but I sat on that curb. I remember I've, Dandra's heard this story a million times. And I said, when I grow up, I will not be poor. I'm going to marry a rich man. Right, Deandra? Mm -hmm. And I had a, you know, I believe in making lists. And I had a list of about 10 men. And the top of the list was Glenn Simmons. Oh, my gosh. Not kidding. <laughs> like, that's Girl, manifestation. Go after what you want. Go after what you want. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know who the other nine people were. Oh, uh, let's see. Would you even know any of them? No, I one of them was a wouldn't. Dallas Cowboy player. I'll tell you that. But, honey, that's for you were born. You know, let's think about it. Remember, I'm 78. It's so great, that's though. you were born, you know. But I, I did. I dated them all. And sometime what we're going to do at another date, we're going to talk about women and relationships and what are boundaries. You and I have kind of touched on it. Because the one thing that I think women do that is so stupid, I hate to tell you this. In fact, I was discussing it today with someone at my home and they said they had been dating someone five years and that they were in their 50s. I said, well, in other words, you want to be single the rest of your life, right? <laughs> no, I want to get married. Well, honey, it ain't going to happen. And I said, do you know what boundaries are? No. So most women do not understand boundaries. I'm great at setting boundaries. You're really good at setting boundaries and helping others with their relationships. So I think mm -hmm. you would... Well, the relationship show. And I... Mm -hmm. Well, even the what we're talking about with the... And I keep calling it financial infidelity because it sounds so aggressive. But I think it's necessary. Mm -hmm. I approve of this on of hiding level, things of hot from your from your mate <laughs> on some level and i might get some heat from this i i mean especially when you make your own money but that's also setting a boundary like there's some things we discuss and there's some things that don't need to be discussed that's true but you have to understand one thing i did go on i did marry glenn simmons i had all the things you know 
You can only fly on a private airplane so many times without getting tired. You can only shop so many times. You can only do this, this. And then I thought, no, I'm going to do something on my own. And, Amy, I started my first company, no experience whatsoever in the fashion industry. And I want you to know I made millions of dollars. But I was very generous. So I bought my parents a home. I bought my mom a mink coat. She'd never had things like that. I bought them a couple of cars. I did a lot of things like that. And then, of course, of course, we talk about this, my cancer. 32 years ago, I developed breast cancer. So um, anyway, that was a business that went by the side. And then after I recovered a year later, I knew I wanted to help other people. And I began to study about nutrition. And that's how Ultimate Living Deandra's company became a reality. And same way, I built that because I'm a good salesperson if I believe in something. And I built that to where it was, oh, it's so successful. And that, you know, you realize I was 56 years old when I started that company. I was the first woman to ever start a nutrition company in the United States. And people were like, how are you going to do this? I thought, I do not know. I will figure it out. And one night, during the night at 2 o'clock in the morning, I figured it out. And I woke my husband up. He said, honey, can you figure out things other than 2 o'clock in the morning? It's always, nope, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I was going to do. And I did that. And it was a bang hit. So, you, you know, you, if you, I've got a great imagination. I'm a very visual person, a great imagination. Denver's got the brains of the family. You know, I just go do it. I don't even think about it. I just go do it. <laughs> but Denver's helped me in so many ways because she's so intelligent. You know, her intelligence, and then I'm witty, I'm fast, I'm quick. So we work together, you know, really good in everything we've done in our lives. I'm so glad you told that narrative, Mama D, because we can talk about the $25,000 handbags and the shopping in the boxes every day, and that's part of it. But that's just a small piece of mm-hmm. what you both are and what you do. The amount of philanthropy, charity, heart in your every day-to-day lives is huge. And so that's worth mentioning, too. And the fact that you do, you do run your own businesses and they are mm-hmm. successful, what you guys have accomplished together and individually is a is a big deal. So I guess that's, I'm kind of singing that anthem with you too of like, well, if we want to spend money. If we want to make decisions on our own, we can because we've earned our racing stripes. You but certainly you have. You have to understand something. Yes, we've made a lot of money in our lives and my husband made a lot of money, but we've given a lot of money. Dinner and I just this week gave a major gift to UT Southwestern Medical School because, you know, we have the Simmons Cancer Centers there and I'm the patient advocate there. And uh, we love to give back, Dinder and I do. And we sat and talked about this. And I said, Dinder, what's your feelings? And there was a particular doctor there that had helped us so many times. And um, Deandra was met him first, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I came along. I said, what if? And he wanted to do research. It takes a lot of money to do research. And I went to talk to Deandra. And I said, what if we fund his research? So we funded his research this week. And you Way could just go. tell. And he came over to my home yesterday and Dander was there, and Jeremy was so gracious to come over and take our picture So with this physician. So, you know, that's what's peaceful. It makes me have peace in my heart. I know that I'm giving back, and every month I give so much, and I've set that up. I give, I give probably 15 to 20% of everything I have every month and that I take in, that I take in. On. Right on, so, Mama so I, don't, I just don't believe you can outgive. I mean, um, helping others, it's called people helping people. And it makes such a difference in their lives. You know, we can sit here and talk about all these expensive things. But, you know, some people just to be able to buy a dress of any kind. So um, there's times when I feel like I would love to buy that woman something or that guy or their children. And I don't go tell people about it. And my husband was that way. He never told what he gave. 
And that's what I admired about him so much. And Dan was a very generous person. Yeah, sometimes too generous. <laughs> She's like, everybody says, oh, I like that dress. Oh, would you like to have it? Oh, I love yeah. But don't you, you believe that too, Deandra? I, yeah. Like me, like if you, I feel like you don't make more money unless you give some yeah. of it away. What is in the Bible? It says too much is given, much is required. Right. So my mom raised me that way. So mm-hmm. whether I gave back as a volunteer or financially or now mentoring, I just had a, a kid that came over, wanted to know what it was, a day in the life of a cosmetic, cosmetic executive. And so she spent the day with me, went to the lab, went to lunch we talked about business and um, then she went on spring break that was her first day of her spring break so I love that it was actually good for me too to have a kid in there that was kind of thinking about her future and and you know telling her what I was doing and she was very interested so I love that Mm -hmm. and as a you know an older like a woman saying to like a child someone that could be your child Mm -hmm. right and to say you know this is the maybe slings and arrows you'll be dealt with but this is the joy and this is the day to day. You get re-energized about your business and you get excited about it again when you're telling mm-hmm. other people. Oh, that's so, so true. Yeah. We need to, we need well, to you've been like Miss Successful. Here you are over there yeah, with quiet. Is. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me. Hello. And the last time I looked, she was in Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> and he's over all over the place, all over the world. Well, you, you do a lot. I mean, you're, and yeah. I just, I've always admired you. I told her that earlier, Deandra. I've always looked afar from Amy Vanderoff. I didn't know her like you did. Mm-hmm. I just knew her just a little bit. But I've always respected and admired the things that you've done because um, particularly with being a divorced mother, it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to do the things and to have a son, which you're so blessed to have. You have to step out. And many times you step out in faith. You step out not knowing if you can accomplish that. But one thing about your life, Amy, you've been a person that has spoken volumes to me. And you've been a successful person, and I really respect that. Mama D, that's a big deal. That's very generous work. Well, so it's thank very you. True. For Dan that. and I've discussed this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, you are. We discussed it the other day about all that you've done. Uh, it's been a blessing, and uh, and certainly you you hit the nail on the head when you said faith. And I don't know how people do it without it because I was bumbling around this earth without it for so long, mm-hmm. living in fear, mm-hmm. especially being in the television industry. You know, we're managed by fear in the television industry. Mm -hmm. And then once you find your faith, it is amazing what decisions you can make clear headed. And it's amazing the blessings that pour in Mm -hmm. when you listen to those desires that are placed on your heart and walk out in faith. It's amazing. And it's, it's supernatural, but I guess that's what having faith is. It's asking you to check your brain at the door. And so that's the part I had such a hard time with, but it's amazing amazing. with the fruit that has come from that. And there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And I always recall that. Say that again. I like that. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And that's the scriptures. There's certain scriptures I read every day when I do my daily devotional. And that's one of my very favorite scriptures. And I often give that to people that um, being the only advocate for the medical school and at the particularly the Simmons Cancer Center, I have the opportunity to really help a lot of people. And uh, many times I can give them scriptures, you know, and sometimes they'll say, well, you know, I'm not this or I'm not that. But then they will come back and they'll even say to me, will you pray with me? Or I will say, another physician and I were talking about this yesterday, I said, would you like me to pray with you? Because God has blessed me that way to know that. You are anointed. You have a direct hotline. To our dear Heavenly Deandra Father, said, for sure. Deandra, Don't you, you think, Deandra? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what did you say last, last uh, when you got on the plane last Friday? Well, so I got on the plane last week to go on a little trip. 
And I said to mother, I said, now, will you pray for me? Because this may not be, it could go either way. Maybe a good trip, maybe a bad trip, but I was a little nervous about it. And she prayed for me and I felt immediately better. And then do you know what happened? I've not told you no. what happened. So we had an accident. Our plane had an accident. And she said, when I talked to her, did mm-hmm. I talk to you after or no, I called you after? I'll talk to you first because you had a headache and you want me yeah. to pray for you. And she mm-hmm. said, after I called her, she said, I just had a feeling there was something going to be wrong with the plane. Well, I, know, I know in my heart immediately. That, that but she like said, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to upset you. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you kind of told me, you know? <laughs> so we get on the plane and we're all ready we're take you know we're like backing away from the gate and apparently the tug that was uh holding us snapped back or something so it felt like another plane hit us or we hit another plane or a luggage cart or something but it was i was looking back so i whipped my head whipped back around you know so i got whiplash and then the girl sitting next to me same thing the flight attendant fell on the ground and broke her collarbone mm-hmm. another flight attendant broke something so they we had to go back they had to be taken off believe it or not we still were in this we took this same plane down to this trip but i just it was i mean amazing so my mother had just prayed it could have been mm-hmm. something a lot worse but she prayed and I called a prayer partner. Yeah, I'm Mary. here. And another friend mm-hmm. prayed, called and prayed too. So, and I wild. told my friend, I mean, what, what? Mm-hmm. I, I called my friend and I said, her name is Mary and we're prayer partners. And I said, Mary, I explained it to her. And I said, I would never tell Deandra this, but something's going to happen to that plane. I feel that in my spirit. So she started praying. And the next thing Deandra said to Mary, you said to someone, you said, if you want somebody to pray for you, my mother and Mary have direct lines to heaven. <laughs> oh, there it is. Isn't that something? Yeah. Okay, so you still went on that plane. I'm sure you were still nervous. I no, you weren't so nervous like, about mm-hmm. getting to that trip anymore, but the plane ride. that already oh. happened, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's good. I like that. That's why Mama D says her inbox on social media is full of people, full of people telling you mm-hmm. about their life, about their story. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of people feel because mm-hmm. we know you and see you and we relate to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody wishes they had a Mama D. Yes. And they want to disclose all kinds of things Well, see, after, after, actually, after I had cancer 32 years ago, God really called me to minister. And I thought, oh. and the first time I went to speak, it, it was 2,000 women in an auditorium. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And, you know, the fear, but it, I mean, it just hit me. And you talk about anointing. I mean, it was just, ugh, just unbelievable. And uh, there were like 2,000 people in that audience. And at the end of what I had to say, I told the women, and there were a few men, if they wanted to come down and have me pray for them, and probably a thousand came down. I'm not making this up, and Daniel will tell you it's the truth. And then from that, I began to just get speaking engagements, speaking engagements, engagements, you know, just go, 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 go. And um, because of the fact, I, two things, I know the word, and I'm a deep, very deep Christian, you know that. I'm committed, and I'm very passionate about what I believe. And when you're passionate about something, you do it well. And um, so Deandra had the, that training as she grew up. And um, I've always told Deandra, well, when you tell her to pray, she knows every scripture there is. Fun sometimes I feel like, oh, she knows more scriptures than I know. But um, anyway, that's been a real blessing in my life. It's something that I can talk with other women about and um, done a lot of counseling. I want to tell our faithful listeners who are are listening to us right now that I did a field trip with Mama D to church one day. Yes. And I got to sit in the front row, which <laughs> I was just like, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. This big, beautiful church, this faithful following, uh, you know, in this parish. And we got to sit in the front and it was, j- and the, the music and the lights and everything was such a big production. And it was so cool to have that 
front row seat, literally, and sitting next to you was so much fun for me. Oh, well, that's... um. I, that's been my life for many, many so, years. So, Amy, I just have to let anybody out there listening, if they're going to direct message my mother and ask for prayer for financial reasons, <laughs> you may want to take all of your stuff off your Instagram that you have expensive clothes because she will look at your clothes, Google them, and be like, sister, you would not have a financial problem if you did not buy that Prada handbag. I saw it on your Instagram. Right. I Googled it. I know it was $2,500. <laughs> Oh, that's that's true, right? Yeah, that's true. If you if you're gonna ask for things, if you need things, be prepared to to get the ask, mama the advice. Ask it, believe it, you shall receive. Just remember that. <laughs> ask it, believe and you it, shall receive. You shall receive. You I want to take a break from Gucci. <laughs> okay, can I? We, I want to circle back to something we said way long before because you were talking about the two handbags, but then there was a twenty five thousand dollar dress that you received bought without Jeremy knowing. Yes, I received it. You received it. <laughs> I received it from the universe. It's exactly what happened, Amy. She believed, she received, I she believed prayed. and I received. And this orange Oscar de la Renta evening gown showed up at my house in a box. So is that what you say? Do you say, oh, it was a barter. It was a trade. It was a it was a gift. Well, I don't usually have to say anything because he doesn't know what's new and what's not new. Because oh. I she do the him, recon before to hide the stuff. Right. Besides that, everything you wear, so here's, here's how you handle it. I'm going to teach you this. Dandra probably knows. Uh, when you put something on and you come out in your dress, my husband would always say, oh, I love that. And I would say, don't you remember this? You can't remember? What, you don't remember this dress? Yes. She'd, oh, that's right. I do remember it. Of course, I just took a tag off of it, you know. But he knew not to say. Oh, wait, Mom. No, okay. Yeah. Go, no, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. that's a good one because then he's like, oh, Gosh, man, so this he's is a in, major faux He's in trouble now. Now yeah, you're in trouble. A, yeah, you're in trouble because oh, you remember good. this. good. Have you so, done that? Well, this is so funny. I've just thought about something. Let's talk about not only hiding stuff, but hiding your size, okay? So my mother oh, has this is friends. So funny. This, this is, is so not, funny. I'm not kidding. And luckily, my husband doesn't care. So he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't care if you're a two or you're a 10 or a 12. I'm like, well, you know, I'm getting close. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going into the double digits, honey. You might, <laughs> I might want to stop eating that ice cream. Uh, my husband loves me any size, but my mother has certain friends whose husbands Okay, mm -hmm. think that they are a size four yeah. or a six or a two, whatever crazy size they need to be. And they're actually 10 or 12. So what they will do is they will go and cut the tag out That's right. or put another tag like or a six tag, like mm -hmm. call them. Okay, I need a size six or I need a size, you know, and put that tag. So that in, I mean, this is a lot of work, Whoa. you know, ridiculous. And I know several celebrities, we were not going to name. Yeah, we're who, not going to name nice. One that actually yeah. go, that call like a store, like a Gucci or a Prada or whatever. And they'll be like, okay, I need that dress. But, and you know, I'm a size two. Like, mm -hmm, yeah, we know you're a size two. Mm -hmm. And you're not a size two at all. They're more like a six or an eight, but they, you're like, well, don't send me that eight. I'm a size two. So they have to change out the sizes because Miss Celebrity thinks she's a size two, which she's not a size two. So it's like vanity sizing, but they can't. Oh, she wasn't born a size two, okay? She ain't seen size two ever. Oh. She's got a booty like mine, okay? And a booty like mine is not fitting a size two. But if you want to sell that dress, you're going to say, oh, yeah, that's a 34, 36. Go right ahead. Put your little toe in there. <laughs> well, I have a really good story on that, Amy. Back when I was in the fashion business, I was very successful. I had no experience. But, you know, if I make up my mind, man, I'm going to make it work. So um, I just tried to trade myself. And so I had a show in Dallas, and I sold a lot of real expensive clothes, and people came and bought them. And they, I had this one sweater line, and the sweaters were very expensive. 
Um, so I found this. This is really a true story. I found it. We had a little home in Palm Springs, California, and Glenn and I were out there in one day because I shopped all the time, and, you know, he just liked to stay and read the Wall Street Journal, figure out how he's going to have money to pay for all this. So anyway, um, I went to this store. I'll never forget the signature store. Do you remember that signature store? Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it's called. And I found these sweaters, and I came back to my husband, and I said, Glenn, I have seen something I can make a million dollars on. And he said, what? And I told him these sweaters. He said, well, just go buy them all. <laughs> and I said, I said, Glenn, the sweaters, they were like, now this was many, many years ago. This was back in the 1980s. And I said, these sweaters are like $1,000, $800. He said, oh, just buy them all. I said, no. So I wrote down what was in the tag. And I don't mind telling because she's 90-something years old. She still loves me to pieces. And I wrote down, it said, Estelle, Valley of the Sun. I came home with my little tag, and I said, um, Simmons, this was always my favorite thing. Simmons, if you really love me, you will find out who this designer is. It's how you got him to do anything. Because Glenn, Glenn had a hotline to anyone. <laughs> so the next day, I had picked up Dandridge at school, and I remember exactly where I was standing. It was in our other house. And the phone rang, and Glenn said, uh, do you have a pencil? I said, yeah. He said, uh, Estelle Gracer, uh, and it's in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I said, what's that? He said, well, you told me to find out the name of the sweater line. So what I did, uh, I had a little company called Designs by D, and I ordered like about eight of them, even wholesale. They were And I put them in my dining room. I sold them in two hours. I ordered a dozen. I kept ordering and ordering and ordering and ordering. And finally, now she knows who I am because I'm buying so many. And so I called Estelle, and I had become friends. Her manager's name was Pat. I'd become friends with Pat. And uh, I would cut the tags out, and I'd wear them into, like, Neiman's and Saks, all the different places. And the sales coach comes, oh, that's the most fabulous thing I've ever seen. And there was no tag, you know, because I knew they would go order them. And I wanted to sell them to them. So after a while, um, I had sold so many, everybody knew who I was. So I called her, and I said, Estelle, I'd like to come and visit you and take you to lunch, you know, in Arizona. And she said, well, why do you want to do that? And I said, I'm just interested. I want to see your little factory. Now, remember, there's 10 people working there. They're sitting there crocheting these sweaters. So I said to my husband, get a contract. He said, what for? I said, I want to be the Southwest representatives. Get a contract. Put it in your briefcase. You're going to go with me. We went out there. We went to the little factory, and these little women were sitting there. There were 10 of them. And then we go to lunch, and we're sitting there, and the clock's a ticking. He doesn't know what I'm going to do, really. And so finally, I said, Estelle, I want to tell you why I'm here. And she said, why, Dee? And I said, I want to be your Southwest representative. And she started laughing at me. And she said, Dee, you don't understand. I have so-and-so in um, L.A., and I have so-and-so in New York. They're the top representatives in the world of couture clothes. That just ball it. Oh, don't tell me. And I looked at her. Glenn almost fell out of the chair. And I said, give me a six-month contract, and I will double their sales. And she thought, okay, dummy. So she gave me a six-month contract. At the end of six months, I had double both the sales together. I I bought my first Rolls Royce with my commission check in December. It was in 2000. No, it was 19. What was it? Do you not know? I bought, remember when I went to buy the 2000 Rolls Royce? Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember no. what model it was. But anyway, I bought the Rolls Royce. And that morning I got up and Glenn said, I said, do you want to go with me today? And Saturday it was raining. And we always put our 
you know, jeans on, went to the movie. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to buy a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, never, he said, he just figured he was buying a Rolls Royce. So he got into the Rolls Royce dealership and uh, they didn't even come up and wait on us because we had jeans on. I guess we look like, you know, I don't know what we look like. But anyway, pretty soon I went over and touched his car and it was black. I'd never seen this with a mahogany. It was gorgeous. And I went over to touch it and then he said, don't touch that car. And he got his rag and he wiped it. Now I'm really mad. So Glenn just standing over on the side like this, just waiting for me to make up my mind. So finally I walked over and said, I will take this one. And he looked at me and he said, how do you plan on paying for it? I said, would a check work? <laughs> and I pulled my personal, personal checkbook out. Glenn never looked at my checkbook. And I wrote a check for that sucker. And I walked out with it. Didn't I, Dandra, mm -hmm. with that Rolls Royce? That's a true story. I mean, there's so much goodness in that story and so motivating to so many women who are listening to this that are entrepreneurs like you. Do you remember what year this was about? Mm. It was, I was young. So it was. Mm. Oh, I know. Oh, I know exactly. Your dad and I had been married um, eight years and um, it had been, because I know my eighth year anniversary, I got the Rolls Royce and the eight carat diamond ring. Oh, wow. I don't remember what you were a little girl. All right. Okay, well, now I want to tell one more story before you go. On. Do it. Going, okay, back to Dander saying cutting out sizes. Yes. I know all about that. Okay, so one day these sweaters, I mean, woman's wear daily flew in. I don't know how many times it did a full page on me. Dallas sweater woman. Why would Dee Simmons do this? She's married to Glenn Simmons. It just on and on. So, and then I had my New York showroom. That opened up because I was so successful. And I had this woman, you would recognize the name, so we're not going to talk about names. And she called me and said, I want some sweaters. I want a lot of sweaters. And I said, well, ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't have any. They're sold out right now. It was between seasons. All I have are my own. I have 12. Well, I'll take those. Now, remember, she said, I'm a size four. Well, I was a size eight. Okay. So I went and got my little scissors and cut all those little tags out. She bought all 12. She was not a size four. With That's no, the moral of the story. With right. no, and there was just no tags in them. Mm -mm. No tags. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They don't care, honey. Oh, my, your own personal sweaters. I want to know who that was. And I who did, bought them? And you know what's so bad? I don't, I mean, I made that woman rich and I don't have one. I think dinner, I have one save that I had made for you and your little girl. I do not have one of those sweaters. Mm, you don't have any of them That's left. That's so funny. None of them left, but all my friends have them. <laughs> Maybe pictures of you. And so there you go, Amy. Having your own money, you can buy your own Rolls Royce. Uh, yeah, that's that is the takeaway of today's "I Don't Give a Rip" podcast, right there. <laughs> we started out with financial infidelity, which you might have thought on the front end of this was wrong, but we got all the way down to the Rolls Royce, which is very, very right. Can you, and then you know we talked about the the cape. Remember that the cape? Because see what happened. My husband had already gone to heaven whenever I finally got the cape. So guess what? I got to buy it. To be him buying it. But I was financially able to do that. I love that. See, so. that's what's good about I don't give a rip, guys, right? Because we talk about your relationship with your money, mm -hmm. with your work, with your loved ones, with your health. These are just the tip of the iceberg of what we're going to oh, do here. Oh, we've got here. so many things. And, you know, I want to tell the audience out there something very important because you're probably sitting there saying, oh, you're married to a rich man. Oh, you probably graduated from the best college. Oh, you had all these. I have a high school education. That's all, because my parents back then, you couldn't get student loans, and I had to make it on my own, guys. But you make up your mind. You have to have the vision, the mission, and the passion, and you can do anything you set your mind to do. The good news is I realized that my daughter, who was born later, was going to need a good education. So Deandra has 
so much education. <laughs> it covers a whole wall. But that's good. I'm glad she did. And my husband always believed the best education Deandra could have would be traveling. So my daughter, which we'll talk about another time, has been all over the world, all over the world, to school, to every place. And she has got so much I'm so proud of. So I'm so proud of my daughter because she, to think that she came from someone like me that didn't have an education, and my husband had a lot of education. So, you know, it's just, I mean, I set my mind to what I want, and I do it. Does that make sense? It makes total sense okay. to me. So. If you can believe it, what's what did you say? You, you can gotta, believe you it, you the, can achieve the, it. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have the, the vision. The mission and passion. Mission and passion. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always told Deanna. That's a, that's a statement. Have the vision of what you want, because I'm a very visual person. The mission and the passion. If you have that passion, you're going to be able to do that. I love that. Words by Mama D. DeAndre, I believe I can have another Oscar De La Renta dress. I do, I have the vision, the mission, and the passion. I know if I said And this time, I want a green one. (laughs) It's out there in the universe. I know if I hang out on either one of your front porches, I might get some boxes. That's what I know. I'll go at the right time. Last week, a friend of mine, Mary, the one that was praying with me over DeAndre, she's a very well-to-do lady, and she said, I had a beautiful jacket on. It was not real cheap. And she said, I love that jacket, D. And I took it off. I said, take it. And so she said, can I come over? I said, you can come over and go through my closet. And anything you want, you can have, Mary. And she's got so much money. Lord, help me. <laughs> I don't even mean what she is. But, you know, I love to people that say, I would love to have that. I just, I have to give it. You know, just have to. So, I mean, don't lock anything. I was like, I just was going to say, I'm looking at your wrist. I'm looking at your fingers. I'm looking at your earrings. Joey's off limits is mine. Sorry. (laughs) Understood. Well, we're so glad that you guys spent time with us again. And I don't give a rip. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that you are all listening. Remember to subscribe because every week you're going to hear from Deandra Simmons, Mama D and myself on the I don't give a rip podcast. I'm excited about what's to come, guys. We can't wait until (laughs) next week. Don't give a rip. <laughs> I'm Deandra Simmons, and you can find me on Instagram at Deandra Simmons, on Facebook at Deandra Simmons, and on Twitter at Deandra Simmons. Very good. Amy Vanderoff across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's an O-E-F at the end. Okay, here I am. On Facebook, it's D Simmons. On Instagram, it's Mama D Simmons. And I think that's all I have, Dan. M-O-M-M-A. Oh, yeah. D- Everybody spells it wrong. M-O-M-M-A. And then D-E-E Simmons. S-I-M-M-O-N-S.